hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Online about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor are always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is the most anticipated episode of Two Blokes Talking Tech in its 70-plus episode history. And joining me once again, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. Anticipated because I've been crook, so we are recording very late. You've man flu, have you? Yeah, a massive case of man flu, let me be clear. This is not just some simple little man flu. This is massive. But uh, apologies... To the people who've been tweeting saying, what the hell are you blokes doing? Yeah, what are you up to? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, what are you, just taking the week Funnel's off? has been ringing off the hook, Trevor. We're loyal to to our audience and to our sponsors, and we thank our sponsors, Netgear and Samsung, for their loyal support. It's a big episode coming up. Lots to talk about this week, and we'll get straight into it. Geez, Google love the name Nexus. I mean, they're, they're fair income. They're taking it to town now. And <clears throat> they've announced this week at their developers conference, the Google I.O., they've announced a tablet. And Stephen, they may, it, it may be, be official here, they may be our biggest listeners. I think so. I think they're, they're finally, someone's getting the message, especially with pricing and even the screen size. Well, this Remember, is we, the thing. We've, we've talked a lot. Before. We've talked a lot it's about finally size. reality. They've got a 7-inch exactly. Nexus tablet uh, running so, Android 4.1 uh, Jelly Bean. But, uh, and they're, they're doing the whole. Listening. The price is quite competitive. I think here in Australia, it's 249 and 299 for the 8 and uh, 16 gig version respectively. But yeah. uh, I think especially in the US, most of the talk is around the fact that this Google tablet really threatens to wipe out Amazon's really popular Kindle Fire, Fire. You know, their mm. color tablet yep. that hasn't been released here in Australia. And it's the Nexus 7 is actually going to beat it uh, to Australia. It will will be here before the Kindle Fire. So, yeah. uh, But uh, another thing too, the analysts are saying though that uh, they have their doubts with this because of the lack of apps. Yeah. Uh, and they're also thinking, well, could this trigger a reaction from Apple to finally come up with these highly rumoured 7-inch iPad as well? What worries me about that is I don't think it's a reaction to, to, to this that Apple will release yeah. a 7. I've always said that I think they will in the pipeline, they'll bring a, a smaller one because it's, it's logical in the sense. But what's interesting about this is there is a bit of deception here, and I don't want to get off the, the bandwagon of loving the fact that we've got a, a cheap you know, good priced entry level tablet here, but it is an eight gig onboard memory with no expandable memory uh, device. So I thought that too. It's very it's 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 very um, consumption and cloud based. You're not going to be putting a lot of music yeah, or well, movies on it. Being being a Google device, and this is the same with their smartphones. I yep. think their smartphones yep. have got eight or yeah, sixteen gig, if that, yep. on the on the Nexus. Uh, the Galaxy Nexus more recently, but uh, you're right. Everything lives up on the cloud. You don't store anything on the device. You stream it. If you do need to store it, there's a small amount of space there. Uh, but I think, again, this is the, the, from the, the r- layout of the operating system, it's, gonna, it's putting content at the forefront. Yes. You can just see from the screenshots that yeah. it's all about the books and the movies. 
uh, and, and your music and stuff like that and your apps, which is right in line with what the Kindle Fire is doing. It's exactly the same size. It almost looks the same as the Kindle yeah. Fire, to be honest. It, it I've got to say, it's a beautiful-looking device. We've said a thousand times the 7-inch is a very holdable form factor. Um, it's, it's a great size, I think, for most of the applications. You think the amount of um, happy emailing and web surfing we do on phones, a 7-inch tablet is a great size for, um, for, for general browsing and 250 um, odd in Australia. And here's the one thing they did that, that Microsoft missed. You know, we talked last week about the Microsoft Surface mm-hmm. and how that was a great announcement, but it lacked something. And it was, when's it available and for how much and when can I get one now? You know, the basic fact here is they've announced this thing and you can go to the website and you can pre-order the thing right now. I know tens of people, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think about the number of people that buy tablets before they've even touched them, yeah. it's very low. But, you know, people are literally pre-ordering these things because they want one. And and for 199 bucks or 250 however you look at it, it's getting to the point where it's kind of um, – someone said to me during the week, I don't need one, I just want one. And <laughs> at, at, at 250 bucks. It's getting to the the want price as opposed to you can't really spend six or seven hundred dollars on something that you want. You can spend six or seven hundred on something you need. Yeah. So at no, that lower true. price, it, think, it becomes uh, much and, more achievable. And you're right about that. They've hit the sweet spot with the size. Seven inches becoming a very popular size, especially for that sort of the. This is more of a an ebook content consumption product. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that for the all well, the price points. They're finally, like you said, they're listening to us over at Mountain View over at Google. That's great news. Good news. But uh, the content as well, I think we're, they're really pushing, obviously, Google Play front and center of this device. So the apps, the books, your movies and things are right there. Yeah. No, it's a great device. Uh, it looks like a great device. We'll have to wait till we get fully hands-on. But there's plenty of people that have done that at the Google I.O. And they handed them out over there. So you can uh, have a look at that at Google and you can read more about it at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, it was another Dell launch and another time, uh, another launch on a boat. Which I Trevor, couldn't I think make the it last to. time that you and I were together for the one of the first Dell launches, I think last year, was on, on, on a boat on mm. Sydney Harbour on Ghost One. Yes. Uh, and just last week, I think last Tuesday... We were aboard, or not we, I was representing the blokes. You, yes. were, you were still off with your man flu yeah, yeah. Uh, on Ghost 2 for Dell's expanded XPS range. We've already seen the 13-inch XPS. Jeez, I love uh, that. This was the evening that they decided to unveil the 14- and 15-inch XPS models. And the reason it was on a boat, it was a $16 million 120-foot cruiser. I think I should throw that in. The reason it was on such a luxurious location aboard on the harbour was the theme of the evening being crafted without compromise. Dell have t- taken, obviously, a design focus on their products, and uh, they uh, they have come up with the goods, I think. The, the XPS 13 is honestly one of my favourite Ultrabooks. It's a beautiful device. It's simple, very, very simple, but it's it's very, very nice. But the, the, the 14 and 15, they're not Ultrabooks, are they? The 14 is an Ultrabook. It they, is. They, they don't have an optical drive. Right. The 15, at first glance, I held it in my hand. I thought, God, this is, it's, it's pretty thin and light. And then I turned it on the side and saw a slot-loading Blu-ray drive. So it, it's, for the form factor, I think it's only 23.5 millimeters thick, the 15-inch model, and it's got a slot-loading DVD drive. I think it's probably the thinnest laptop with a DVD drive in it. Yeah, right. Okay. But the... They uh, describe the form factor to me because the XPS 13 is um, is that very MacBook Airish look. Um, yes, well, 
I've got to say the silver trim around the edges, the black keyboard, black around the screen. Uh, the only difference of between this and a MacBook Pro is that the MacBook Pro has a silver uh, surface around the wrist rest and around the keyboard. Mm. Uh, but it, this has uh, it's borrowed quite heavily, I think, from the the look of the MacBook Pros, including the new, the latest uh, with Retina display mm. MacBook Pro. That quite thin uh, look. The only difference being is that this is good. these have got Ethernet connections and the 15 inch, of course, has got a slot loading Blu-ray drive, and it's only 23.2 millimeters thick, not 23.5. Achievable Weighs price 2.6 kilograms. So it's an impressive device for those who want a thin and portable product to not only consume content to watch high definition movies, but it's also got enough grunt with an i7 uh, Ivory Bridge processor. Uh, to even produce content, do your editing and all those kinds of things on the fly as well. And and price wise, is it achievable? Yeah, it is. Well, the the, the fifteen inch, the XPS is fourteen ninety nine, hmm. uh, and the fourteen inch is twelve ninety nine from twelve ninety nine. Because if yeah. you want to have an i five or i seven, yep. you might want to bump up the RAM. I think the twelve ninety nine for the fourteen starts with four gig of RAM, and I think the fourteen ninety nine for the fifteen starts off. Uh, I think at four as well, but you can c- configure it up to 16. Mm. So uh, reasonably priced. So it's it's $1,000 cheaper than the new MacBook Pro with Retina display yeah. but uh, and offers just as much power by the looks of it. All right. The new Dell XPS range, the 14 and the 15, uh, following on the back of a pretty good success for their uh, their older brother now, I guess, the XPS 13 Ultrabook. And uh, again, you can read more about those great products at techguide.com.au. Once again, apologies for my, my croaky voice, but um, thinking about our good sponsors, uh, thanks to the good people at Samsung and Netgear for their ongoing support of Two Blokes Talking Tech. And uh, when it comes to home networking, you can't look past the good people at Netgear. And Netgear Connect with Innovation, that's their slogan, and that's uh, demonstrated through their products and their latest range of uh, super-fast Wi-Fi routers, the 80211 AC range. So this is the latest and greatest. This is so new that, that your devices don't go that fast. But this is about future-proof. So if you're in the market for a modem router today, what you should be doing is looking for the latest Netgear product with the fastest Wi-Fi, which is 802.11ac, because then you're future-proofing your home. You've got three to four years of future-proofing done because when the next great phone, the next great tablet, the next great computer comes out over the next 12 months, they're going to start carrying this new level of wireless. And that's what you need to make sure you get the fastest speeds in your home on wireless and the best range. You can trust Netgear for that kind of innovation, and you can read more about that range at netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, TomTom have introduced a brand new product uh, in their GPS range. Now, TomTom are the leading company for dedicated GPS devices. Uh, It's the VIA 620. Now, what stands this device out from the crowd is the size of the screen. It's got a massive six-inch touchscreen, the largest ever seen on a TomTom product, and it's also got the highest resolution screen ever produced by a TomTom product. So uh, it presents... A, obviously, a larger map. You can also do dual screen. So you, you've got one side will be your, your, uh, the, your junction view, and you, then you can also have your map. And also mm. puts the buttons up really, really large on the screen, makes the keyboard even bigger. So easier to enter the information and just that much clearer, making your navigation even easier. 
It's interesting because you think, look, I've got to be honest, if you're driving a Barina, this is not really for you. This thing's as big <laughs> as the car. But if you, there's a lot of big cars out there these days, these four-wheel drives. You know, the bigger cars are, are in. And when you think about how far away the, the dashboard is, how far away the, the windscreen is, you're actually – the biggest screen offers a little bit better performance when you're sitting further away from the windscreen. I think that's a real advantage to this device. I think so too. Uh, there is, though, a dual mounting system. So you can position it safely either on the windscreen. So it mounts one side on the windscreen. Mm-hmm. And if you want to turn it over, it's got an accelerometer. So it'll flip the screen over mm-hmm. and you can actually uh, attach it to your dashboard as well in case you're worried it's going to get in your eye line on, on the windscreen mm-hmm. in case you're uh, driving a smaller car. But, uh, you know, a lot of people say, I had a few comments about this story on Tech Guide. People say, well, GPS devices are so 2008. Everyone's using their apps, no. but uh, at, at this price, it's only 249.95. So it's 250 bucks. You're getting a, a top of the line device, six inch screen, and it's not going to drain your battery. Like I use my GPS on my on my iPhone and, and Android products when I'm using them. But it, you get out of the car, you got no battery left on, in your phone, and this is I, the thing I that quite people like miss. having a dedicated device to I keep agree. the phone doing what it does best. And you know what? The the phone GPS is a great, but you know, some of the apps aren't as good as your GPS unit, you know, when it comes to lane guidance, just frankly, when it comes to actually using the thing, the user interface, they're just not as good. And you're right, mate, the bottom line is that there's two things, data if, you, if you're not using um, a dedicated app with downloaded maps, yep. but yep. secondly, battery drain. Seriously, if you're doing a reasonably long drive, you're completely stuck at the end of it. And, you know, more cables, more plugging in. I'm just not a fan of it, to be honest. Yeah. I don't mind the – I always use it, you know, for quick – oh, I don't have a GPS with me and I want to know where I'm going. But I, I can't see myself not having a dedicated GPS in the in the coming couple of years, that's for sure. Yeah, so Totally right, yeah. And with this product, there's also free daily map updates. Yep. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's got all the features sp- – spoken street names, got all the features we've come to know – on the GPS and even got things like parking assist, yeah. so help you find parking close to your destination, and it even remembers all your frequent destinations as well. So one tap and you're you're navigating towards it without having to worry about mounting your phone on your windscreen. The VS620. Read more about it at techguide.com.au. I'll tell you, this one was a long time coming. ABC iView is one of the – Definitely the most successful catch-up TV service in Australia. They launched the website years ago, and it's been an absolute phenomenal success. It's on a lot of platforms. The app on the on the iPad is is a huge success. But a couple of things: it was never available on the iPhone. And you're thinking, what on earth? Not. And secondly, Wi-Fi only. Now they've they've switched both of those things over to the positive this week, and they've upgraded the app, so it's now available on your iPhone. Fantastic. And secondly, you can watch stuff over the 3G network. So, mate, this is a really important upgrade because they will see some serious traffic out of this. This is huge. This is big news for anyone who's a fan of iView on their iPad. Do yourself a favor and make sure you get this for your iPhone as well. Mm. Not only does it give you that portability, so on the go, over 3G, you can stream, I think, live ABC 24 live. You can also then catch up with your TV over 3G or Wi-Fi. But what I like about it is that it syncs across your iOS devices. So say, for example, you're watching a program at home on your iPad and then you get up to go to work, you jump on the train or the bus, you can pick that right up where you left off uh, on your iPhone. So that that uh, that syncing ability using iCloud really sort of stands this apart. Apart from it being available on, on iPhone, 
microphone and the convenience, that relationship there where you can sync it all together, I think just sort of puts it at a class of its own as well. Yeah, it does. And I think you'll find a lot of people sitting on the train these days uh, using the ABC iView on their iPhone. So good work by the uh, the innovation and development team at the ABC. They've done some great stuff over the years, and this is just another example of that. The ABC iView app is updated, and it's available to download right now. Well, Sony had us over at their office earlier this week to show off Google TV for the first time. It's the first appearance of Google TV in Australia, as a matter of fact, mm. and Sony have got their own Google TV device, which is a, it's a standalone device. It's mm. slightly smaller than a set-top box, uh, and it connects to any TV via HDMI. Uh, and it adds that added depth of uh, internet accessibility. Now, people are saying, well, I've got a smart TV. Why would I need Google TV? Well, Google TV sort of adds uh, – it takes you outside that, that the limits of what the smart TV offers in terms of content uh, and apps and things like that. It virtually just turns your TV into a, a, a browser, yep. an internet, an internet machine yep. uh it, its actual name this product is an internet player so <laughs> puts the browser in your hand search youtube you can search there's also specially designed apps for, built for your tv as well uh but there's a there is a catch though trevor with this yeah, yeah. you can only get it with a sony tv at the moment it's it's a funny thing because it's a completely standalone device if you if you had one of these in your house and you said i don't really want it you could give it to me i could plug it into any tv that has hdmi and whatnot and, and it would work, but you can only buy it with two of the most exclusive TVs that Sony have. It's, yeah, that's it's, the HX750 and the HX850, the latter of which we've discussed on the program before. But I think what this is going for it, though, Trevor, is the, you know, we can surf the internet on smart TVs and, and access content. What I really like about it, I had a hands-on session with this the other day, the remote control really yeah. stands out as, as a really easy way to access the internet, as easy as if you're sitting in front of your computer. It's got a two-sided remote, one side with a QWERTY keyboard, and the other side's got a trackpad and a click- clickable mouse button. Uh, it's really easy to use, and you can, it can all be done one-handed with the remote. So if anything, it's going to make it's browsing the internet a lot easier using the product. But I'd say, mate, in 12 months, maybe 18 months, whenever the next line of these TVs come out, mm. I'd say they'd be, they'd be able to integrate this right yeah. into the box, and it'll be a Sony Bravia powered by Google TV. TV. That's my prediction anyway. I think it's a wise prediction. I don't doubt it at all. And you can read more about the new Sony Google TV box at techguide.com.au. Well, Two Blokes Talking Tech is also brought to you by Samsung. Samsung's Galaxy S3 is the most popular smartphone on the market at the moment. It features intelligent sharing and great features with intelligent features like S Voice, where you can talk to the device, direct call, where if you're motion detection, if you're in the middle of a message to that person, one simple motion bringing it to your ear will actually call the person you're about to message. Smart Stay uses the front camera to actually look whether you're looking at the device, so it won't dim out the screen whether you're reading or browsing. On the sharing side, there's S Beam, which uses NFC. So they're able to share your content instantly when you touch compatible phones back-to-back. But also the great features on board include a 4.8 HD Super AMOLED display that can really only be appreciated once you've got the device in your hand. It's also quite thin and light. It's only 8.6 millimeters thick. Feels great in your hand. 
and it's available from Optus, Telstra, Virgin, and Vodafone, starting at $55 a month. The Samsung Galaxy S3, designed for humans. For more information, go to samsung.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, mate, last week I was uh, I went and had coffee with, with, with our man Peter from uh, Plantronics, and he pulled out of his bag a set of headphones, which I've got to be honest, I just had never thought about. I've heard of wireless headphones. You know, you've got the, the Sennheisers and all those of the world where you've got these fantastic headphones for sitting and watching TV and stuff. But, you know, you walk into the train and you've got your, your, your headphones down to your, your phone in your pocket and the cables everywhere. Why aren't they just wireless? And I, just, I put these things on. And I went, these, this is genius. It's pure genius. It's simply a single cable, and it's a flat cable, so it doesn't get tangled, with a, with a big headphone on each end. And it's also got the inline controls for not only the track controls, but also for making phone calls. And it's literally a Bluetooth headset for hands-free phone conversations, but also just for taking a walk or sitting on a plane, as I was uh, yesterday, listening to music. It's, mate, it's, it's so bloody simple. I'm, I'm amazed by it, and they're only 120 bucks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I reviewed these for Tech Guide as well, and uh, I, I like you. I, I was uh, I was amazed that the not only the convenience, like not 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 having to actually connect to your audio source using yeah. Plantronics, obviously a huge name in the Bluetooth area. Uh, they've made a lot of good Bluetooth products, and they've utilised that technology to create uh, a streaming connection between your smartphone or your tablet. Uh, and allow you to uh, enjoy decent quality audio. Hmm. I, I'm a, I, I was impressed by the quality for for the price. They're they're actually quite good quality, hmm. uh, pretty good bass, and a lot, lot of good sound or, you know, at all levels. Uh, but I, and, and the, the headphones themselves, the in ear headphones themselves, they're slightly bigger than yeah, a normal in ear headphone, yep. but not massively. Where you know they, they look pretty pretty geeky or, or, or dorky while you're wearing them. Actually, they're actually quite comfortable to wear and very light. I think they're only thirteen grams, yeah, so yeah. you don't even know you've got them on. So look, they, uh, they, that's really appealed to me. And, and having that remote control too to answer your calls and navigate your music. Uh, it's a pretty good value package. Oh, I've hyped it up, but I'll tell you my two limitations. And one of them is just uh, volume. Now, it doesn't, didn't really affect me, but I did notice yesterday sitting on the plane, I wanted to go a couple of buttons up, you know, just when you want to go two clicks up, and I'd reach the limit, you know, of the headphone and of but my that's Bluetooth That's on a plane, output. though, mate. You need noise cancellation on a plane, no, but if you're no, not on a plane, I'm, I think they're still pretty good. I'm not talking about the fact that I was on a plane. I'm just saying sometimes you want to go a bit louder, and there are yep. limitations with Bluetooth as to how loud you can actually they can actually push it. So that is, if you're an absolute massively loud listener, you, you you might want to check that. The other thing is battery life. They only last about four and a half, five hours, and that, that's fine, but it's not that sort of thing that if they were conductive charge, you know, you throw them on the bench and they were charging, that'd be awesome. But, you know, you've got to remember to take this thing out, clip the back and plug it into a micro USB to get your, your charge. So there is that whole four hours, is that enough? And, you know, that, I think they recognize they want to get longer battery life in the future, but that would be my only hesitation on them. If, you, if you're listening to a lot of stuff, you'll find yourself go, oh, bugger I didn't charge them and, and they'll just go and yeah, you, you've yeah, lost I, it. I agree and I think the fact that, that I, I did actually make mention of that in, in my tech guide review but it also and, and streaming the other limitation was that because you got Bluetooth on your device as well streaming constantly from the device hmm. it's also going to it's going to give your device's battery a bit of a hit as well yep so, uh, but, but you look, know, the, that's a small price to pay, I think, for the convenience so yep. I, I think they'll be a very popular product very popular 
$119. They're, they're black at the moment, but I understand they're coming out with white ones for the Apple lovers and also later in the year, probably colored ones. So I actually think this is going to be a great Chrissy present. They probably won't be 119 by then they'll be even cheaper. But I, I really think this has got a bit of a go for it. And I think we'll see a bit of a category open up here where there'll be a bit of a range of wireless headphones because you know what? It is so easy to do. You press a button, it goes do do do, and you connect it to your phone, and it's just a great thing to do. So How does it go again? Do do do. I've spent a lot of time uh, lying in bed this week listening to it, so you know, back and forth. It's all good. Uh, the Backbeat Go is what they're called. They're from Plantronics, and I think you'll find them at some, some pretty major retailers, but uh, check them out in the full review from Stephen at techguide.com.au. Now, uh, here at Tech Guide, the Tech Guide offices, we do like to gauge what our readers think. Mm. We try to get inside their taking heads. The pulse, the best mate, way taking to do the that pulse. is with our poll. Yes. We conduct a poll on Tech Guide down on the right-hand side of the, of the site. And I, what I thought for the last, the, the most recent poll was asking our readers what is the first thing they look for when buying a TV. And uh, the, the results screen. were quite surprising. Now, the options we gave were price, picture quality, screen size, Brand, connectivity, the type of TV, e.g. plasma, LED, LCD, and energy rating. Hmm. So what would you think out of all of those, Trevor, would come out on top? You didn't put my favorite one in, which was just, you know, design, the look of the bloody thing. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I, I, think, I think people would say, I think they would say picture quality. Absolutely. 30.1% of respondents said picture quality is front and center, yeah. the first thing they look for. but the second thing they look for, though, was mm-hmm. price. All right. So it's obvious that they want the quality, but they but, want the value. Yeah, yeah. 29.3% said price was the first thing they looked at. 301 said it was picture quality. So right. that says to me That's a huge portion. That's more than 50%. Value. That's more than 50% saying price and quality are their two most important That's things. Right. So it's but a surprising thing, though, Trevor, mm-hmm. we talk about smart TVs. We talk about them till we're blue in the face. Smart TVs are the huge category at the moment. Yep. Co- connectivity was the least most popular choice yeah. of, of the list. People don't know. 2% and considered just, connectivity as the most important. They just so don't that, that know. That sort of goes to show, yeah. I think, it might reflect the fact that all people want is a good quality TV at a good price, smart TV. Not quite so hot, but it's, it's growing. I also think it just shows how difficult it is to sell and demonstrate and explain what smart TV is to people, and that's yep. partly our job, but we, we'll do our best, mate. We'll keep doing our best. <laughs> the, t- the, uh, the, bu- the, the buyer's guide is on techguide.com.au, and the poll is there each and every week, techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. We've got a couple of minutes left, so I want to I want to talk about something that I've just fed and loved this week, <laughs> and then we'll then we'll we'll just gear up here, Stephen. Just just prep, mate. Just get back to the South Sydney Rabbitohs days and just start warming up, buddy, because the the important two two reviews. So what your two minute reviews, your two one minute reviews are coming up, but mate, before that, build with Chrome. So this is just a very fun innovation that, that Chrome or Google came out with this week in the Chrome browser. It does work in a couple other browsers, but if you want to see it best, download Chrome and go to buildwithchrome.com. And what you'll see there is a map of Australia because you're in Australia, and then you'll see it become Lego-y. You know, it's got little Lego blocks, <laughs> and you can zoom into any part of the country and pick a plot. Most people I'm tipping will pick their own house, and they'll go, you know what, I'm going to build, and they give you a little blank Lego board, 
and a, and a set of, I don't know, eight or ten Lego pieces, which you can change the color of, rotate, place, do You basically get to play virtual Lego. So it's a Google time waster. Is that what you're saying, Trevor? It's a massive Google time waster, and it's the best thing I've seen on the internet in a long time. It's awesome. I don't mind it. I think it's – but, you know, the – the fun factor for me, it sort of, it, it was fun for a little while, but yeah. it got it got old pretty quick. Pretty quick, yeah. See, I built I built a something at a local bloody park. I just built a big slippery slide, just trying to work out how what I could do. Um, <laughs> well, you got uh, younger kids, mate. You're used to doing this. My kids are growing up now. I haven't played for Lego for a long time. Maybe oh, I mate. I need to sort of get back to the kid in me again. And I think there's a there's a big thing here about the fact that you then save and share your your creation, so you yeah. can actually you know pretty much walk around the country and look at what other people are doing. So look, if you love Lego uh, and you love mucking around on the internet and you love wasting time at work, um, your <laughs> boss is going to hate Build love it. with Chrome. Buildwithchrome.com. Check it out. It's a very cool little innovation. It's the kind of stuff that Google does well. I, this is the kind of thing I love about Google when they do this kind of thing. So good on Google, good on Lego, and uh, check it out at buildwithchrome.com. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. Rightio, mate. You've got one minute per product. Tell us about a couple of great products that we wouldn't have seen anywhere else except at techguide.com.au and here at Two Blokes Talking Tech. Righto. Let's kick it off. The Sire Bandwatch Converter. Now, this is a product that's a, it's being in, it's in development. It's on kickstarter.com. And we are watch band slash case that turns the iPod Nano, the Square iPod Nano, into a Bluetooth-enabled smartwatch. That's one feature that the Nano doesn't have is Bluetooth. Now, earlier we spoke about the Backbeat Go earphones. With this product, those two devices could talk to each other wirelessly. So now if you're training, it's, it's, it's got a built-in adapter so that it's part of the case that connects it into the dock connector of the Nano and gives it the Bluetooth. It's got a Bluetooth module, turns it into that Bluetooth smartwatch. Now, if you've got a pair of wireless headphones, earphones, you can connect wirelessly, whether you're training, whether you're active, however you want. And what I like about it is the fact that it's a pretty sleek product too. It doesn't add a lot of size or bulk to the Nano, uh, and it'll be available later this year. It's, if you order now, I think that, that works out to be, I think, from about $70, it'll be available come November. So for, for, if you want to invest, if they do get enough pre-orders, then they'll go into production. Uh, you go to kickstarter.com. There is a link through Tech Guide for the story that I wrote there earlier this week. Nice. The Sire Band Watch, and you can check it out at techguide.com.au. What else? Right, next up is the Monster Clarity HD speakers. Now, Monster is a big name in audio. They're the company behind the Dr. Dre Beats. They make all these audio cables and all kinds of audio products. And they've come up with a set of speakers that really live up to their name, Clarity HD. I had to listen to these speakers. They sound, they so much punch above their weight. They're a pair of powered amplified, built-in amplifiers, powered speakers. Uh, but the difference being is that one of the speakers actually has an iPod, iPhone dock built in. So you can pop your iPhone or iPod on top of the speakers nice. and they'll connect, they'll create a left and right pair. And the sound that comes out of them, these are only bookshelf sized speakers, is incredible. Nice. Uh, you can also add, if you want to, auxiliary in. You can attach other devices, other non, non-iPod non devices. Uh, and you can also connect them up to your TV. So you can, you can give, uh, give your TV a much better sound output. So uh, the Monster Clarity HD, they're not cheap because they're, 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 value, they're, they're good quality. So for this, the, 
the sort of quality you get out of them, people are willing to pay this kind of price. They're $999 <gasps> a pair. Oh, my Lord. They're available only from Harvey Norman Australia-wide. They're available in red and yellow, a little bit like a Ferrari and a Lamborghini. Yellow, Lamborghini yellow, Ferrari red. But Price to listen, suit. Monster Clarity HD really live up to their name. Terrific sound. Priced like a Lamborghini as well. Thank you to our friends at Netgear and Samsung for supporting Two Blokes Talking Tech, and we hope you support them as well. You can check out Stephen's website each and every day of the week, techguide.com.au, because he slaves in the Tech Guide offices over <laughs> that website. And basically, you really don't have much to check out about me because I don't slave over much at all. But I do produce a podcast every week called Your Tech Life. Uh, thanks, mate. We'll talk to you next week, a little bit earlier in the week, like we should do every week. My apologies for the lateness of episode seven. Better late than never, Trevor, as they say. Exactly. Much anticipated episode. Oh, the fans are the fans are queuing up for this one. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.